Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Welcome to the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. Today, um, today's topic is a very, very important one. Um, today, we're going to be talking about suicide awareness and prevention. Um, I'm here with Michelle Cope today. She's the founder of the yellowelephant.org. And before we get started, I would like to read to you um, Michelle's mission statement, which I love on her website. So their mission statement at the yellowelephant.org is to educate, encourage, and support individuals dealing with depression, anxiety, mental illness, and related issues, and their loved ones by creating safe environments where love, appreciation, knowledge, feelings, and thoughts can be freely shared without judgment. I love this mission statement. So today I would like to um, warmly welcome Michelle to the show. How are you, Michelle? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming and, and sharing sharing your message with everyone. Um, so Michelle, maybe you can start by please telling us what the yellow elephant is, how it began and the story behind its inception. Sure. It's um, the Yellow Elephant Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit out of Southwest Georgia um, that was started in memory of um, one of my friends that died by suicide or completed suicide in 2012. Um, it originated, the idea came to me in a Walmart parking lot um, where I was thinking of Christina and her love for elephants. And I it was like a light bulb moment <laughs> and uh i hadn't it was just basically like elephant elephant in the room and so i immediately went home and drew the elephant i had it was a moment with me and god um that i hadn't had before so i hadn't drawn in 20 years first off so i went home drew this elephant like i said and it was a pencil drawing i from the beginning, it had the, there's tusks on this elephant that are semicolons, and it didn't have a color to begin with, but I knew from the beginning also that I wanted it to be a decal. So when you put it, you can put it on your cup or your car, um, your telephone, anywhere that if you saw it, it would start a simple conversation to what's that elephant mean, and therefore it opened that dialogue to um, where people can say, oh, I just love elephants, to if they really want to open up, they can say, it's because I support or I've lost somebody or I've attempted um, suicide. Um, so it, it's, and it's simple enough for a 10-year-old to understand. And so basically it has been, 
it started in 2015 from when I like drew it. And um, it became a decal probably about a month after I drew it. I ended up getting a job at a decal place. It was pretty funny. I forgot to mention, I was in between jobs when I had drew this elephant. So I was at a spot of uncertainty. And like I said, a 10-year-old can understand what this is. And the reason why I say 10 in the United States, 10 to 34, that's the um, 10 is the first year of statistics for suicide in the United States but 10 to 34 is the second leading cause of death is suicide. That's a huge, that's like almost two, three generations of people that are highly affected by suicide. It's yellow based off the verse um, of John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness hasn't overcome it. And I understand not everybody is a believer and I understand that, but that's where it, it stems from for me. And um, I'm not going to be like, oh, you can't, get help because you're not a Christian or you're not, um, you're not a believer. I want to, I want to be able to hear all everybody's story because there's reasons for where people come from. So with that being said, also yellow is the world color for suicide awareness. And I didn't know that until after the verse came to me. So that is what we do. Um, we have grown a lot. We have a presence on social media. We do have a website. And basically, on on Facebook, I like to put out resources if somebody I know has passed away by suicide. Basically, send the condolences, and just keep that conversation going through the web, through Facebook, and also Instagram. I feel these are very. Um, this is where people seek for help first. You know, they they tend to gravitate towards the social media because going out in public is hard, and so therefore. I think that's why the presence has grown so much. And, I, and one thing that Elephant offers, and it's been, um, is Memorial Elephants families. For those that have lost somebody to suicide, they design the elephant with one of our designers and they go, it's all them. And so therefore, where the elephant decal comes, that conversation comes in a big importance is if they have the elephant on their car, the family member does, they can just say, oh, I love elephants. If they're not ready to talk about the loss of their loved one, or they can say, hey, this is what it's for, you know, and because I had one parent actually tell me that that's what they do. <laughs> it gives them that freedom to not have the date or anything of their, their person, their loved one's death on there is just them, it, it, you know, it symbolizes that person that has died. So therefore, their memory lives on with always having somebody being uncomfortable about approaching that elephant conversation. I love that symbolism and the imagery of the elephant. It really, it really uh, speaks to me. I was on your site um, a few times and I love the semicolons. I love that you've called it the yellow elephant and your friend really loved elephants, right? She did. She loved butterflies. A lot of people knew her more about loving butterflies, but um, she loved elephants. She had one in her room and she loved that, that the fact that how brave they were. And, um, so that was, it was kind of like a, um, like a secret mm -hmm. that only if you really knew her, you knew that she loved elephants, if that makes sense. Yes. It's like, and, and um, another, other than addressing the elephant in the room, elephants have a good memory. So that's where those memorial elephants come in play, is they're keeping their memory alive. And um, they're being remembered always and giving those voices back to them. Mm. Yeah, it's very, very strong, like your symbolism, like an elephant, too, is so stoic, right? And the magnitude and how large it is. And, and 
the problem is a large one, you know, so it just, uh, yeah, it's a symbol is it makes a lot of sense. And, and I love that you can, you create these decals for people specifically, right? So they're very personalized as well. Yes. And we do also have um, what I call solidarity elephants and um, they're of different groups and stuff like that. Like the most recent one is love everybody and it's the different skin tones and, um, and it, it and it just, mm. it's just everybody needs to love each other, especially in our country right now and um, in the world is in general. And then there's one for like pregnancy loss. There's one for abuse, um, sexual and domestic. There's one for children, child abuse, dementia. There's like 30 different elephants for solidarity. We have stopped doing the group ones for now because I don't want to get to a point where a group that I don't agree with that might be a harmful group <laughs> says, ooh, we want one, you know? So what we're only doing is the memorial ones, um, unless it's like a special group that like, it's a personal one to them. They're not going to sell them. They just want it for themselves. Again, I, I don't want to um, jeopardize the, the ethical and um, the strength of it, you know, I just... I don't want to alienate anybody either. Right. No, it's tough, right? It's like a quiet um, gift that you can give to somebody yeah. that yeah. says so much. Um, sometimes right. you don't right. know when people go through that, you don't have words for them, you know? And it, for somebody mm-hmm. who knows uh, the meaning of, of the elephant, they can um, definitely pass that along to somebody who really needs it, right? Do you, um, so if somebody wanted to order something like that, they would just go onto your website and you could create that for them? Yes, yes. Um, they, if they've lost somebody, they just um, can send us a message and we will, I'll reach out to the person, our graphic designer, and they, they'll reach out to them and they'll go back and forth. It doesn't cost the family member anything. They get 50 free decals to give out to their family members. Like I said, it's a free service. It costs us not much money to do, but that's part of where donations go to is the service. Like I said, it's a simple service, but it's a big one too. It's a speaks volumes. I didn't realize it would be as impactful as it has been. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, absolutely. The moment I saw it, it it really, you know, spoke to me. First of all, I'm really sorry about the loss um, that you had of your friend. That must have been um, very, very difficult. I'm sure she would be very, very proud of everything that you're doing for everyone out there. So, what was your biggest struggle? Like, were you angry? Were you shocked? Were you just in grief? Like how I, yeah, I fortunately have not personally known of anyone um, that close to me. So I'm sure it was devastating. And, you know, I hate to ask the question, but I think it would really help the listeners to know mm-hmm. kind of what process, you know, what does that do to somebody? It affects, I've taught several people, they're called survivors of suicide when they've lost somebody to suicide. Everybody grieves differently. I'm still grieving. Um, even though I talk about this, talk about her almost every single day, you know, as part of, um, I got to a point where I felt jaded. And so I had to reel it in. But the grief was, it was hard. Um, mostly the fact is I wanted to respect the family. Mm-hmm. You know, because they are all individuals and they're all grieving still differently. I mean, it has been eight years, but grief has no timeline. No. So the respect of the family and knowing that I want them to know that this is all done in her memory, in, but it's also helping so many other people. And so as a delicate, I have, I, I just, 
it's not as bad as it used to be but I just want, I don't want it to offend or hurt anybody's feelings. And I understand they don't want to talk about it every day. Again, people grieve differently. So it was the first person I ever had to help plan a funeral for. It was the first person that I had been spent every day with, you know, it was the closest, it was like, I, I just talked about this earlier. I lost my grandparents, but um, I lost my closest grandma after I lost Christina. So she was the closest person I had lost. And then my grandma. So it, it's crazy. Is that I I was in a grief share um, before the COVID came in, and um, I realized I was holding on to the grief of Christina and not dealing with my grandma's grief. If that makes sense. So it is. Um, there's new days. There's days that I miss her completely, and then there's days that. I'm like, thank you, Christina. I see you. Like, she'll, a butterfly will come around, and I'll say, I hear you, or a, a red bird, you know, to symbolize a loved one. And um, I'm like, okay. I, I, it's like little God winks for me. So I, I just know that she would be happy, and I, knowing that other people are being helped, because it was such a struggle for us finding her resources. She had attempted twice before she um, succeeded with completing suicide. And um, so it wasn't a surprise that it happened, but it was. Mm. Um, I had just moved in. I was gonna be her roommate because I'm a single mom. And I was gonna be her roommate and it was May 4th, 2012. She died on the 5th, but I moved in on the 4th. And that night she came home from work at like three in the morning from Applebee's, she was a bartender. And um, so with that being said, my daughter was asleep and my other best friend had come that weekend to help us move. So she was sleeping in the room with um, Maisie, my daughter, and I was on the couch waiting. And um, she was like trying to tell, when she came home, she was all excited about her night. She had like the best night ever at work. And I didn't want to hear it. I was like, I just didn't get to sleep. You know, I had to be up at work at work the next day at nine. I said, we can talk about tomorrow. She said, can I see Maisie? I said, no, you can see her tomorrow. And she called her mom. So she didn't drive. She, um, her mom came and picked her up that her mom lived within like a mile from us. So came and picked her up at like four in the morning. And the last thing she said to me was, I love you, Michelle. I said, I love you too, all angry. <laughs> and so I went to work the next day and at two o'clock that day, all of a sudden I got pulled off the room out of the on floor. So I was a, worked at the jewelry store and her brother told me she did it. I knew exactly what he said. So I was numb and guilt, guilt and numb, you know, because we, we um, didn't want to ruffle feathers with her because we felt if we angered her, we'd lose her, but we lost her anyway, because we, we enabled her. It's so hard to know what, what is the right thing to do? Do you, you know, back off? Do you push forward? Like it, it's, yeah, it's, it's so tough to not feel lost, and like in how to help somebody. And see, and that's where, like, I'm not a counselor, but I can speak of it. Like, with her, I wish I was more aggressive towards, like, getting her help. And um, men, and the difference between men and women, and a lot of people don't know this, men will attempt it and succeed. And women, they attempt it more than men. Um, men, they are really, if they've lost their job or their health is declining, that's when you need to reach out to those men. Um, because actually men between the ages of uh, 50 and 65 is one of the highest suicide rates. Really? I didn't know that. Yes, because they're losing their identity. That's when they're about to retire. They get let go from their jobs. Um, 
marriages usually fall apart a lot during that time, empty nest syndrome. It's just a lot of changes. It makes sense when you say it like that. I just, it's not something that I, I like a statistic that I really, really knew. Right. And um, African-American females are the least lowest on the scale of, because um, they tend to be more resilient. Um, mm. um, so, hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're right. You know, grief has no timeline. No. I mean, no. um, I lost my dad to cancer and it wasn't until 10 years later that I started going to grief counseling. So everybody grieves differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. all feel regrets. We all feel... Um, you know, anger, and we all wonder, could we have done something different? But honestly, in that moment, we do what we can, and what we know how to do, right? Um, yeah, but your friend is so proud of you. Like, I just know that I can feel that while we're talking. Like, she is so proud of you. And what is her family? Like, are they? Um, what does her family think of, of the yellow elephant? Again, um, it's kind of um, her her dad is supportive, her niece is supportive. Uh, I think they're all supportive of it. Her sister's on the board. Uh, it's just a reminder, her, right? They don't want to maybe yeah. talk about it. Right. So her sister has become like the spokesperson for the family pretty much. She She's there for it. They're for helping people. But again, they don't want to deal with it so much because that's a daily reminder. And if they ever send me a letter saying, hey, you know, I just don't want to be a part of it anymore, I'm okay, you know, and I can take Christina's story off, but just know, hey, it was originally started with um, the memory of a friend, and there's that, you know. Yeah, so you're coming from a place of um, of love, you know, this whole company sounds like it's been built through that and in her memory, which which I think is so, so great and so sweet and so important, um, so genuine, you know. What do you, can, just based on um, the conversations that you've had in your business and the people that you have met along the way, is there any advice or any, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit about um, the message that you want to get out there for people that are having a hard time. Um, perhaps um, speak a little bit about what can they do when they feel that they cannot turn to anyone? Um, what they can do when they feel like they can't turn anyone is reach out anyway, (laughs) reach out. Um, there are different, there's several apps that are there that can, um, you can reach out to. There's one that's a 741741. It's a text app. It has a licensed crisis counselor on the other other side and they can text these, they can text them and say, Hey, (laughs) I need help. And I've used them before to show others, Hey, and they're very fast and they will make sure you're okay. Um, the, the, I, I just say, write it down, write what you're feeling, reach out. That's, that's the biggest thing, but also on the other side of the people that you need to reach out to people as well reach out to people that are that could potentially that you haven't heard of if they i've always say if they cross your mind reach, yeah. out, reach out to them check in um, yeah check in with them for sure right and um so there's not much if somebody has changed a lot of what they're doing like how they used to be definitely check on them and some people like one of the biggest signs is stuff um all of a sudden selling stuff online you know and um or giving away stuff uh just um, being actually over, they talk more than they they 
than they used to be. like if they're actually out more out or making more jokes and stuff and they're not used to it that, that could be a sign of them masking something that's really hurting and um i know that sounds crazy but i just that that has happened you know like you hear about the practical jokers they're the ones that are usually hurting the most and that's true um and so it's not saying they all are but i mean if their behavior somebody's behavior has changed reach out to them and if you notice your behavior changing and internally reach out say hey, i'm not feeling good get yourself a safe place whether it's like a support group on facebook make sure you have at least three people in your life and you ask those three people hey if i'm struggling can i reach out to you sorry to interrupt you is there a significance to three people it's just um that is what has been trained because you you want to have you don't want to get too many people because it can harm like it's like if you contact 10 people and not one of them answer Mm-hmm. That just makes more and more rejection. You've just got three people that didn't call and then, okay, I, I need to call the text line or do the text line. Then you're like, okay, I reached out to them. They know yeah. what's up. And then the text line. And so therefore, and know that the people are, may not answer back. Because that, that before you make them your, your right. three, reach out to them and say, hey, you know, this is just my self-help way of being, you know, proactive. And I want you to be a part of this when I'm not feeling myself. Right. And so any, so what what I'm hearing you say is if you notice anything out of character, whether, you know, people are posting some weird things that aren't in their usual, you know, personality. I mean, it, it, and it doesn't always mean that, you know, they want to commit suicide. It could, it's the pre, you know, Uh, we want to get it before it becomes um, that, that close, that strong. Yeah. Cause when you are in that moment, you know, I mean, we um we um sorry like i have as a teenager i was close once and in that moment you just you feel so alone and sometimes you don't remember to reach out to people but it it's so important um when when somebody is at that at that lowest and they do feel alone i'm just trying to think of you know i think how do I say this? It's almost up to the people who are surrounding that person to see it. Because sometimes you're in that place and you can't reach out. You're so paralyzed and you don't see what's happening. Mm -hmm. So I think you're right. I think on the other end of the spectrum, we do need to pay attention to the people that we love and we need to know what signs to look out for to help those people. Because they sometimes are in a place where they they cannot help themselves and they don't even know that they're Right. And see, that's where another thing that we're doing with the elephant with the COVID has been hard, but we have some um, programs that we want to offer like QPR, which is um, quite, sorry, like, oh my goodness, it just came out of my, I know exactly what it means, but um, it's basically a a quick one hour training about how to see where this person is, you know, well, it's a national training, but we can offer it through the elephant. Um, so it's called QPR and also another one is mental health first aid. It's an eight hour training that our county that I live in has and it's another national training. Um, I don't know if it's international. I'm, th- I'm thinking it might be, but it's called mental health first aid. I actually did the eight hour course for youth. And so I'm, and I did the QPR training. So I have these two qualifications. I'm not a counselor, 
but I'm, I can be somebody that in a crisis initial, like, oh, are you having these feelings? And, you know, address them and then I can refer them to further help. Well, that sounds like um, we should all do that training. I mean, we need to be here for each other, right? I'm I'm interested in doing that as well. So you said it's QPR? Question, persuade, and refer is the, um, I, I was, I was, missing the p <laughs> yeah that's okay so question persuade and refer and it's a um one hour training you said it's a one hour training and um or one to two hour training and you can do it online or in person is it free or is there a cost for it do you know there's a cost sometimes some people do it for free like we will do it for free um we would cover the cost of the book and um and the other one like the I mean, the mental health per se, it's like $10, oh, okay. but, but also it could be offered for free too. Right. It, it depends on how, who is being facilitated by. And um, there is trainings to become a facilitator too. Those are real expensive. And um, actually though, we're hoping to, I'm actually hoping to become a facilitator to be able to teach that. So I understand that September the 10th is Suicide Prevention Week. Is that right? It's the, um, it is the week and it's also, that's the day for suicide um prevention awareness prevention or prevention okay (laughs) (laughs) and um so the yellow elephant um uh you guys have started uh be the light night can you tell us a little bit more about that yes i sure can it's a free event it's basically an awareness event where we have vendors that come out that are um with mental health or with churches or any um, nonprofit, and they will have a table and then um We'll have three speakers speak that have stories. Either they've lost somebody to suicide, they've attempted suicide, and they will share their testimonies. And then afterwards, we will have we have a band play, a few songs, and then end the night with a simple Amazing Grace, whatever rendition of Amazing Grace, and have a candlelight visual in memory of those people that have lost been lost to suicide. We had four last year done simultaneously. Um, we had one in my hometown and two in other two other towns in Georgia and then one at the base in England. And so it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was a pretty cool event. Like I said, it's free. It's just basically awareness. And um, we had in Moultrie, we had about 200 to 300 people show up in the last few years. So this will be a third year we can do it. So we're working on how we're going to work with it through the right. that sounds so beautiful and peaceful and needed you know i wonder if uh, and healing too i wonder if you can make it like an online event you know where people can join and and you might even get more viewers at that point too with with covid you know with us not being able to do it um in person and that's where we're gonna look it's gonna have to we're gonna have another meeting with my board next week and that's um where we're gonna approach that um like i said we last year we had started um planning it in the beginning of of end of june beginning of july and um just with covid it's just knocked everything out of whack and i was like oh no we've got to start <laughs> so yes yeah, so yes we're, we're looking at all the all the possibilities and even if it, it we can still do online you know we still i want to have it where it's available online because where people just light a candle at eight o'clock you know or whatever time zone they're in just remember who they want you know who they have lost or are in solidarity or um, themselves struggle. It's it's so important because of that community. Like 
Um, for me, I, when I lost my dad, he, he, he passed away at Christmas. So there's a uh, local church here. And it's not even my denomination, but that doesn't matter. And they have like a um, a vigil um, Christmas Eve. So my dad was buried Christmas Eve. And so I go to that and basically it's it's like an open, you know, people will talk about their loved ones and you light a candle. Mm-hmm. But the feeling that you have, it's like people understand you in that room. You know, it's yeah. so powerful yeah. when people can come together for one cause and, and nothing really needs to be said, right? It's just the feeling is so heavy and so um, it's just there. And then the enlightenment and you just feel so healed like when you leave. It's just knowing that there are people around you that understand and you don't really need to speak to them about it. It's just there, right? It's an understanding. It's an unsaid understanding that's so communicative in the same way. And we also, if somebody is, when they are at this event, we have like a prayer account. Um, tent or account like there's a counselor or um people that are prayer counselors there to let them talk and you know get that further help and reach out to them after they've been there this really sounds like you're called to do this you know you're (laughs) i love your message and i think that you're going to help a lot of people um i hope so i always say if it helps one person it's done its job you know and uh i uh I'm excited to see where it's going to go every day. It's a new venture. Um, we're working like, a, um, or hopefully working on a, a Bible study or a book to help people that have lost somebody or have attempted and how to deal with it, you know, mm-hmm. with, with through other people's stories. And um, so that's early in the works. And that was something that was a thought when the first elephant was first I, you know, was first thought of is that I want to do a Bible study. I want to do something that helps others so they know where resources are and how to um, be on the lookout mm-hmm. to help people. Because my, my small community, yes. we've lost 13 people this year. Oh, wow. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just, you know, loss is loss and grief is grief. But to, to lose someone to suicide, I think it's, it is different. And I have, like I said, I have not experienced that. I am just um, assuming that it it must be different and the grieving process must be different, you know? So I think it's great that you've got some resources that can help people and that, you know, you can share that with us. And I think, um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I think you yet keep, you know, sharing the message and, and uh, you're, you know, sharing the awareness and, and just have the topic be, be there in the forefront. So people don't forget. So we can help people before they get to that stage, right? Yes, definitely. Well, thank you. No, I think, you know, keep doing what you honestly, I'm sure you've got hard days and and bad days and good days. And, and, um, you know, just, just remember when you're having those bad days, you know, your friends pushing you on, right? Yes, definitely. And I have a good support group, so I'm very thankful for that. So, Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. So is there anything that we didn't talk about that maybe you would like the audience to know? Um, just to know that it's okay not to be okay and to seek help. When it, um, I, I hear that adage, it's okay not to be okay, but they don't add it's okay to seek help. And so um, I want to add that to you that it's okay to need help. It's okay to reach out. And there's so much to stigma, especially in the minorities. Um, this month is Minority Mental Health Month. And um, 
there's so many people, July is Minority Mental Health Month, and there's so many people and minorities that it's even harder to reach out for that help because of the, the their, um, their families won't let them. Right. And there's such a stigma that they're weak and strong, you know, and um, so it's okay to be not okay. Yeah, I think, you know, we from when, you know, I'm in my late 40s. And from when I was a teenager, I mean, the conversation has grown so much, which is great. And the stick, you know, it is getting better the conversation around mental health and suicide, but we still have a long way to go. We have a tremendous way to go because resources are are always mental health resources, except for I'm very proud of Georgia, actually, um, they didn't really cut as much as they were supposed to. They actually passed it where they didn't get cuts. And that's huge for the South. You know, that's huge for the state of Georgia because it's been such a such a whirlwind of things the last few months. But a high point was that the budget cuts weren't as bad as they were going to be. But it's one of the first places that actually gets cut. And um, there's not really any place for people to get help, especially teenagers. Like they don't want to go to AA. They don't want to go to NAMI because they do NAMI's great, but you have to be 18 and older to go to the meetings. And, um, right. and they don't have younger than that right now, but, um, we need things to be more accessible and easy for people, especially teenagers. You feel so uncertain of your identity and you're, you're just going through so much and your friends and popularity and social media. It's just, it, the pressure is so much more than when I was a teenager and the pressure I could feel it when I was a teenager. Right. So it's just, it's so much out there. And, you know, I can see why I can see why a lot of people don't come forth. Um, you know, it's scary and they don't want to people to laugh at them. They don't want people to think they're dumb. They don't want, you know, but it's not about that. It really isn't, you know, so mm -hmm. we need to make it more accessible to younger people for sure. Definitely. Well, I've appreciated talking to you. It's been, it's nice to know that we're in different countries and that it is it's there. It's not, it's everywhere, but it's wanting to be getting that help, you know, is everywhere. Yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely everywhere. global. Yeah. It's definitely global. Yeah. yeah, I've been in, you know, as I've been doing my interviews, I've been meeting people from all over the world and, you know, more and more and more I'm being, um, my faith in humanity is is increasing, you know, like it's just there are incredible people out there doing incredible work in all corners of the world. And we're all really we, we all have the same problems, no matter, you know, color, no matter race, no matter, you know, money, finances, stature, any of that. We're all just human. We're all trying to get by and live our best lives. And we all get hurt, you know, and yeah. we all bleed red and. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're, yeah, so thank you for that, because we are in different countries, but, you know, we're all people, yeah, right? We're people, and um, we all have a purpose, a unique purpose to us, each person. Yeah. How can we help you? Like, how can, is there anything that my listeners out there can do to help support the Yellow Elephant? Um, they can like the Facebook page or um, go on the website, um, that they don't have any financial, um, but we do, um, there's two funds, like I did mention the um, elephant where we do the memorial elephant, um, but we also have what they call the elephant love fund. We do, um, which helps cost uh, funerals or memorial service. Uh, we help with the cost of that. We also help with cost of um, so many sessions with counseling. And then also if, if there is a need for traveling for treatment, we can um, help with that. Right now our, our funds are, 
really um, tight because of COVID and everything. So it's hard to, we haven't done, been able to do fundraisers or anything. So if donating, mm -hmm. um, getting a decal, ordering a decal that helps and that's on the website or, um, but mainly Sounds they, great. just sharing, just sharing their stories, people's stories and um, sharing the elephant on Facebook and uh, the, on Instagram and going to the website. So. Yeah, I think we all need to link arms and just support each other. And the Elephant Love Fund, that sounds uh, really important. And, you know, even though with COVID and the funds aren't coming in and stuff, it's probably a high suicide time. It a is, lot it, of people it, it, have lost their jobs. They've lost their identity. Yeah, they've lost oh yeah. They've lost loved ones to COVID too, right? Oh yeah, so oh yeah. people are just feeling lost. So I think it, it is a very important time for us to put aside maybe our difficulties and look around us. Right. You yeah. know, there are so many people that are suffering more than we are. And I think we just need to be aware of that, you know? And um, we are a 501c3. So um, you do, it is tax exempt. So I have to mention that. Right. So we do have the tax exempt number and all that. So, it, and even a dollar, $2 helps. I'm not, um, it does have like a $5 donation for an elephant, but if, you don't can't donate five dollars that's okay i'm not um mm -hmm. if I, you just talk, send me a message i'm i'm always answering um emails <laughs> and uh i get all the emails actually for the but i think it's stuff. great you know every little bit helps and i mean for counseling and for, to cover funeral costs that's huge you know the, the amount of agony and and grief that people go through when they lose a loved one to suicide you know, the last thing you want them to think about is, is having to pay and having to deal with all the logistics, you know? Because a lot of people that die by suicide don't have life insurance. And um, they um, and they tend to be younger, so they don't have that life insurance. They don't have, so the costs aren't covered. And a lot of times life insurance, um, unless they've had it for two years, it doesn't cover a suicide. Mm. They won't give the money for that. So. Right, right. And we all need to have dignity, you know, at the end of life. So I think that's a great fund to, uh, to be able to donate to. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on today. I know that, you know, there's at least one person listening right now, if not, sadly, more than one, um, that, you know, may be going through um, some of these thoughts or may have a family member or a friend that's struggling you know, please have them listen in, check out the, um, the website and check out what the, the yellow elephant is doing. Um, and just, you know, learn about the resources and maybe, you know, invest, you know, in that one hour, two hour training so that you know, um, what to question and, and how to refer and how to help a friend. So thank you, Michelle, for, for coming on and sharing your message. It was so great to meet you. Please don't be a stranger. And uh, I'd love to continue and follow you and see see all the great work that you're doing. And thank you for what you're doing, um, for getting those stories out there. And um, thank you for having me. It's been an amazing experience. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, our message just needs to be heard, right? Everybody has a message that needs to yes. be heard. And we just need to not be afraid to share that no matter what others think or, you know, there's always somebody who's, who can benefit, right? Exactly. Because our mess is our message. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.